We have endured these past months and know that there is more to face before us. We don't know if we have the strength to withstand what might be around the next corner, and we wonder who will stand with us, who will occupy our corner. Who is with us? That is what we begin to wonder these days. Who will let our way and chart our course? Who is on our side? Who will welcome us home again? The prophet Jeremiah speaks of a branch that will be raised. The gospel writer says there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars on earth. Both point to a hope that calls us home, our true home, where we're welcomed and loved and included, where there is equality and peace. We light this candle as a sign of our starting place. From here, there is always a way to share the love and hope of Christ to all places on this earth. And it starts with us. It starts here and it starts now. It's time to be alert, praying and waiting to stand before the Son of Man. Amen. Thank y'all. So, the start of the Advent, the uh, first Sunday in the Christian year. Uh, so, we're, uh, we're excited about getting started. I know I am. Uh, the Advent season and Christmas and all that that entails. And so, we, uh, we're working on this idea of uh, arrival and departure and the journey, uh, which really ties in all of the Advent season together. We're going to start this morning with a a passage from Jeremiah. It says, The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. May God add his blessing to our hearing and understanding of his word. So Jeremiah's writing 500 years before the birth of Jesus. Uh, and so... Uh, scattered through all the Old Testament are these prophecies about something that God is doing. Uh, God is uh, preparing, working, uh, uh, putting in motion things, uh, and people are trying to figure out exactly what does that mean and what is that going to look like, and people have all kinds of expectations about that. I don't know if you've traveled on a train or a plane or just gotten in your car to go to uh, some place for Thanksgiving or, or preparing somewhere for, to go for Christmas. Sometimes where we prepare to go and how we prepare to go works out really well. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work out the way we prepared and expected at all, right? I bet we could all tell stories of trips, events, uh, of life uh, expectations and preparations that just went totally different than anything that we planned for. And so that's what Jeremiah is doing. Jeremiah's prophesying words that God has given him to speak to people about what God is going to do. Uh, but Humans, being what we are, uh, over the years, they, they just uh, anticipate, well, it's going to be like this, or it's going to be like this, or it's going to be like that. No, I think it's going to be like this. And so they fought, and they battled, and they tried to project 
uh, when the arrival of this thing that God was doing. And so we have perspective looking back on, on what happened, uh, but uh, imagine what that was like, 500 years of waiting, anticipating, of preparing, of saying it's going to happen here, it's going to happen there, it's going to happen this way, it's going to happen that way. Uh, and I wonder, uh, as you think about those things, if we're able to sort of apply that to our own life, where we have expectations, hopes, dreams about things that are coming up. And the, the, the thing is that we get excited about a particular path, a particular destination, a particular arrival time. Uh, and if it doesn't go the way we projected, uh, sometimes we get really bent out of shape. Uh, and so part of Advent uh, is remembering the story and then looking at how that story plays out in our lives. God is up to things all the time. Uh, and sometimes we get ahead of God and we get mad at God when God doesn't perform the way we want God to. Uh, the trick is to kind of hold that in balance, to trust and believe in God, but also to be patient and to wait for what God is doing and get on board with what God is doing uh, and not get mad when God doesn't do the things we want God to do. So a number of years ago, I was in Cedartown, Georgia, and I was the pastor of the church there. I'd been there for a while, so it seemed like a good time to move. Well, uh, if you're familiar with the Methodist church, ministers don't always get to choose where we go. We're appointed. But there is a consultation in that process that sometimes goes the way we hear about it and talk about it. And so in Cedartown, uh, there was a town nearby, Carrollton, where I'd gone to college. Uh, the pastor was retiring. The, my boss said, that'll be a good place for you to go, Jeff. We can make it happen. And so in my head, that's where I was going. We began to prepare, look at houses, get excited, take the kids down there. Well, uh, again, in the way the church works is that uh, that process starts about January. In April, early April, you get a call. And the district superintendent, or my boss, says, Jeff, the cabinet, the bishop, and the district superintendents have met, and you're going to, uh, and they named the church. So uh, Carrollton was the only church that I'd talked to, uh, talked about, talked with anybody about. And so on the day the district superintendent called, uh, the district superintendent said, Jeff, the cabinet met, and you're going to Dahlonega. I didn't want to go to Dahlonega. And so I was, I, I was at best upset. I was mad. What I was counting, I had all this all worked out because I had friends, I had people I knew in Carrollton, uh, I could put those folks together, build a great team, I was excited. Delonica, how in the world, what, what took place? So uh, I, I was so counting on my plans and now God had interfered with my plans. What in the world was God doing? Why was God doing this to me? I felt like a victim. Like that God had done something just outlandish and outrageous to me. Well, that was 17 years ago. Dahlonega, I stayed for 10 years. I still live in Dahlonega. Dahlonega was the best place for me to go. 
uh, we have loved Delonica. It has worked out. It was something that God was doing uh, and, 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 and not me. God had set the train in motion. He'd uh, put the tracks to Dahlonega and not to Carrollton. Uh, God was working that out, and it was a, it was a wonderful experience uh, and a wonderful time. And so that's, that's I, don't, I, I bet you have some experience along that same line where you were counting on something, looking for something, expecting something, uh, and it just it went somewhere different. And so there's a choice right there, Right? We can get mad, we can get angry, we can turn our back on God, we can say, God, I'm never speaking to you again because you didn't do what I wanted you to do, or we can step back a little bit and we can say, okay, Delonica, this, this might work out, this could, this could be a good thing. So when you look at the Christmas story, it's, it's kind of the same thing, Right? Joseph and Mary both have these weird experiences with angels and dreams. Uh, something's about to happen in their life. Uh, and, and they have a choice of whether or not to embrace something that God is doing. Uh, and they can fight against it. They can turn their back. They can run away. Uh, they can uh, decide they're not going to participate. Or, or they can get on board. And so... The, the interesting thing about a, a train trip or a journey across country, or sometimes you know really clearly where you're going, but sometimes not always the case where the stops are going to be and where it's going to lead you uh, down the road. So Joseph and Mary uh, 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 find out that there's a census. They're going to have to go to Bethlehem. And uh, they're not given all of the layout of what's going to happen over the next 50 years, Right. They're just given a little piece at a time. And the question and the struggle and the battle is, are they going to trust God? They're going to walk with God. They're going to pay attention. They're going to listen. They're going to uh, let God provide answers and open doors when the time uh, works. Or are they going to fight against that? Well, part of the struggle, too, is uh, in Jesus' day, in the 500 years leading up to Jesus' birth, uh, the people uh, are struggling. They're, they're struggling a lot because so much has been taken away from them. Uh, they're struggling with the loss of control. They're struggling with the loss of power. They're struggling with the loss of certainty. They're struggling with the loss of truth. Uh, their, their, their way of life has been destroyed. Their religious life in 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 has been blown up. Uh, and, um, and they're trying to put all of that back together. And the, the challenge when so many things in our life have been taken away or redirected or reallocated, um, that we, we, we feel a loss of a sense of power. Uh, that we can't control or we can't make things happen or we can't make things right the way that, that we want to make them right. And so the temptation is to reach out for some sense of control or some sense of, of power uh, or some sense of uh, uh, taking back what was lost. And, and one of the ways that that's happened traditionally uh, in life uh, has to do with war, with fighting, uh, with taking uh, from those who have less uh, so that we regain what it is that we feel like we have lost 
or, or, or need. And so when there's no clear sense of a leader, uh, no sense of uh, clear uh, power structure or resources, um, we begin to, to, to reach out for uh, anybody or anything that can help make sense of that. And so in Jesus' day, they're, they're looking for another David. Uh, they're looking for another Mo- Moses. They're looking for some sort of warrior uh, to guide us in the right place. Uh, there's a hopelessness in those times, in those 500 years from the time Jeremiah spoke until Jesus arrives. There's a hopelessness. And we're, we're people of hope. We need, we need hope. And so Advent and the journey that we're taking during Advent is a, is a journey of hope. Can we dare trust in God? Can we trust in this story? Can we trust that the same God that was guiding and leading us in different times in our life, in different times in history, can we trust and believe that same God is still trustworthy? Do we have hope? Can we believe? Can we take a a step out in that direction? So to, to really experience Advent, to, uh, to get on board the train, to travel, uh, and not be entirely certain uh, where that train is going to drop us off, we need to have a certain sense of hope and of trust and a belief that God will come. The, the struggle is being okay with the reality that God will come but in God's ways and not necessarily ours. You know, in, in uh, my life, I'm often packing for the mountains uh, on a trip, but end up at the coast or end up packing for warm weather and end up in cold weather. Uh, I think I know where the next couple of days are, are headed, but I don't always know. Things change, uh, situations change, uh, people and relationships around me uh, change. Things happen that uh, uh, just uh, thrust us into new situations and, and experiences and things that we have to, uh, to prepare for. A few years ago, I, I know some of y'all are beginning to think about next steps. If you're a teenager or a high school student, uh, where are you going to go to college? What's that going to look like? What are you going to do after high school? Uh, my uh, son, Avery, uh, was planning to go to Emory. That's the only school he applied for. It's the only school he wanted to go. And then he found out that he wasn't going to get into Emory. Uh, so he had to change plans. He ended up going to the university in Dahlonega, University of North Georgia. Uh, it wasn't his first choice, second church choice, third choice. It was kind of default. Well, if I can't go where I want to go, I guess I'll just go here. And again, four years later, uh, he graduated and had the time of his life, had a great experience uh, with the, the, the situation at the University of North Georgia. It wasn't his career path. It wasn't what he chose. Uh, but he availed himself to the opportunity, and it turned out really well. I don't know. Maybe your uh, career has worked out that way. Uh, maybe uh, 
um, the situation in your life, maybe with friends, maybe with uh, uh, activities at school. Maybe you wanted to be on this team, but you ended up on that team. Uh, sometimes we can fight and be angry about the things that happen to us or, or step back a little bit and say, okay, God, I jumped on this train uh, and I'm trusting in you. I, I believe in you. Uh, and I want to be part of this. And so Advent kind of is a reminder of that for me. Uh, it takes us back to uh, uh, what God has been up to uh, in, in all of these generations to show us that we can trust God, um, to be open to God, uh, to not be so insistent on having our way but recognizing that we're the creation and that God is God. Uh, and if we put a little bit of trust in, in God, uh, that the Bible says, our faith says, our tradition says, that we can trust. So I, I pray as we enter this journey of Advent together, Wherever you are, whatever struggles going on, whatever questions that you're about, whatever journey you're preparing for, whatever plans you've already made, how you've packed for that trip, uh, however that is unfolding in your mind, that you'll be open to what God might be doing, uh, to pay attention to God's voice, uh, to be open to uh, God directing or even redirecting uh, the plans that, that you have so that we fit into what God is doing and not try to stuff God into what we've already decided is the best thing uh, for our life. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this journey. We thank you for Advent as a time of, uh, of, of being open uh, of recognizing the, uh, the way that Jesus came to earth uh, 2,000 years ago was, was not the way that anybody expected, but is the way that you had been planning for eons. And God, we know that you're at work in our life and in our world today. Some of the things that we see and think and hear <laughs> uh, are not at all what we would have chosen, not the way we would have done it at all. But we're thankful that you're God and, and we're not. So guide us, God. Keep us humble. Keep us open. Keep our eyes expectant for this season and for all that, that you might be doing in and around us. Amen.